I don't really want to work out, I work out. There's got to be those days you push through. And they're, they're probably going to be more numerous than the days you don't. Discipline equals freedom. And the more discipline you have as a human, the more freedom you're going to have. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome aboard. Welcome to the which number is this now? Are we eight, nine? Number eight. Should we introduce ourselves again for any new yeah. out there? Um, my name is Aidan Jones. My name is Nick Gilbert. Uh, Chris Lendrum. Yeah, nice. welcome to the and we Jones. are the three amigos <laughs> <laughs> on the Jones Fitness Podcast. Yeah, keeping up with the Joneses. What superhero would you be? What's what other other three? If you, could, if you no, if you could be a superhero, who would you be? Captain America. Uh, I think Superman's got to be Superman. You wouldn't yeah, be, you wouldn't be Wonder like... Woman, so you could check yourself out. <laughs> no, that's, that's actually you never thought um, about. <laughs> Is that, was that what you Superman, do? do you? Oh, yeah. I think Batman's cooler than Superman. But like, just in terms of like, overall power, yeah. like, Fly got yeah, stronger than anyone cool, else. Yeah. Like, he would nail any other superhero. I thought you were going to say something else then. <laughs> 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 but he, he would. And he, he would. Could, he could do what he wants. Yeah. Basically, yeah. He would win. Mm. That's, that's a good Wasn't question. there Batman versus Superman, the film? Yeah, it's pretty. Dreadful. I've not seen it. Pretty, like, pretty rubbish. Is it is rubbish? It? Well, yeah. Oh, has, this, has this become a, uh, a movie critique? Well, do you know yeah, what? Yeah. It's really. I actually wanted to um, talk about highlights of our week, and um, I was going to say that I watched uh, Lion at the weekend. It's like a quite an old film, but well, a few years old. Have you seen it? No. It's that it's with Dev Patel. You've seen it, haven't you? No, I've never seen it. You were telling me about it. Oh, on no way. Yeah, so I've it's, ba- seen it's it. based on a true story, <clears throat> and this kid is um, somewhere in India, and basically gets separated from his brother and his mum and he ends up in Australia which is which isn't ruining the story because no, that's, um, that what that's what that's what happened and it happened right at the beginning but it was all about him trying to you know find his way home and as an adult but honestly it's it's a cry fest it's so really? emotional yeah it's, wow. it's, but it's all based on a true story right. so if you haven't watched it I love true stories get involved yeah well, I think they're brilliant yeah really love I, yeah I, I do so as well li- yeah. Line, yeah I think it's Lion yeah pretty sure Dev Patel but highly recommended. Highly recommended. Yeah. You heard it here first. You heard it here first, yeah. <laughs> Me and Kate rewatched the uh, Matrix at the weekend. Oh, mate, the first Great one. Film. Yeah. I mean, first we were saying just it's just mental how that was 99, I think it and was. it still looks good. And it just, it was, I loved it then. I think I watched it just so many times then and Kate um, hadn't watched it, so we watched it. And we were saying it's quite mental how they were so, you know, they were, obviously the premise of it is that AI and technology starts to like overtake the world. And then there's like loads of podcasts with Elon Musk now just oh, saying yes. that yeah. eventually Hello, AI will be, you know, will do the same thing. And it's like the foresight that they had maybe. Yeah, right. Yeah, it's way back then. crazy to, to yeah. think about. Oh, but, Alex um, from the cafe. Hello, Alex, Hello. Is, your first, is your first thing on the pod? Your uh, first second. 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 Oh. Oh. Uh, any, up the joke. Up the <laughs> <laughs> I'll give it a fiver later, Alex. <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, it's a great film, isn't it? The, yeah. Especially the first one. Not the, yeah, the, the first second, one's definitely. Yeah, I think that's. I said to Kate, I'm not sure I'd actually want you to watch the second and third now, just because I, I like all of them, but the first one's just by far the best. Yeah. He was mind. in. He was in good. You know, he could. He could move, couldn't he? Keanu Reeves in that. Yeah. You've seen Point Break? Yes. What a film that I is. I think I have seen it. Oh, that's an amazing that's film really as good. well. Is that where he shoots the gun in the air? Bow, 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 bow. Is that the famous well, bit? Well, Kate was saying it's weird how Keanu Reeves acting isn't the best, but he seems to like... But the films they're, they're, he's in, he's I absolutely cool. love. He's, yeah, he's cool characters always. Like, have you seen a John Wick? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. 
like I love his stuff, but Kate was like, he's a bit, he's not that good at. You can't, you can't imagine him doing like Shakespeare or something, can no. you? He might, he might have, he might have, know, his, yeah. he might have, he might be typecast. Do you know what? That's he looks true. amazing. Yeah. Like, how old is he? Good hair in that jump in them. I'm not sure films. how old he is now, but good hair. Yeah, I just remember him from Bill and Ted's. Is Bill and uh, Ted's. Yeah, classic an adventure. Brilliant in that. Um, just want to see how old he is. Fifty-five years old. Really? Yeah. Which is crazy, isn't it? Crazy. Born in Beirut. Yeah. Very random. Do you reckon that's legit though? Is that that looks like a Wikipedia page you've got yeah, there? Right? Yeah, that's factual. I'm six foot seven on Wikipedia. <laughs> it's amazing. Uh, nationality: American, British, Canadian. There you go. Oh, there you go. There, there we go. Yeah, Any oh, other yeah. films uh, to to get through? No, the entire MCU for me. That's it. Like all the entire Marvel collection. Just yeah. love it. Yeah, I do like that stuff. Just, I just can't believe that they've done like ten years worth and however many films, and it's like one massive interlinked story. I just think fair play. Whoever had that vision at True. the beginning, that first Iron Man film, and that's where it's gone from. I think that is, is really cool. Yeah, a hundred percent. So brilliant. Iron Man was the first one. Yeah, it was brilliant. Yeah, I remember watching the first Avengers because I'm not like massively into yeah. it and I remember going to the cinema to watch the first Avengers it blew me away I have to say the other, the other ones not so much I know you're going to like kill me no but, no um, yeah, the everyone's, first everyone's entitled to their wrong opinion so. <laughs> 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 no, I get, no I get you that, that first one was like absolutely yeah. mind blowing they are good Okay. Cool. Uh, maybe we should highlights? do. I, I like the cinema stuff <laughs> thing. <I think laughs> we did say last week with Tony that we would start with like our highlight of the week. Uh, another highlight. Um, it's got to be the My Zone Challenge. Again, the My Zone Challenge has been yeah going off. It's just it's been really good. I heard you um, went to boot camp last night. Went to boot camp. Yeah. And it was, that was the awesome. first first one. First ever boot camp. Along with was, fifty other people. Yeah, it was yeah. like fifty people. It was mad. It was um it was really good though. Yeah, really good crack. Um, Sam and Tyler did a great job, and yeah, it was good. Any aches today? Uh, mate, I'm just aching everywhere from like yeah, twelve day or how how many days has the challenge been on now? Uh, we started on the 18th of um, November. So, so trained, I've trained every day basically of the challenge so far, and so my body's feeling pretty. pretty and also, you haven't battered. you've like you've trained pretty hard as well, haven't you? It hasn't yeah. just been a case of like yeah, oh, yeah. something light and just yeah, yeah just yeah. get a few points in. It's been like yeah. I'm gonna do stuff. Yeah, yeah. So it's and it's and to be fair, it's still Grinch Grinches looked like they were. Um, Looked like they were going to do it quite comfortably, and now it's um, looking a little bit closer. Oh, is it really? Yeah, as wow. of as of me coming here now, we were six hundred and four meps behind. Wow, that's oh nothing. my god, you were five thousand meps behind on Sunday. Yeah. That is yeah. nothing. Team Snowman so doing come, bits. Come well, back into it. By the so time this podcast goes out, it, it could be over. It could be over. I think it. Yeah, th- yeah. I mean, th- we're. I, I was looking at it, thinking Thursday, Friday. I reckon. I reckon. Friday will be. The, my prediction is that Friday will it will finish, on, finish Friday. on Friday. On Friday, I don't know what time, but on Friday at some point. Because I saw I saw Lenny last night as I was leaving, and uh, he was obviously come back and he'd run back from boot camp, a few more points, everything like done. You ran to boot camp and back and, back, and did yeah. stuff before. Did cross trainer before. We don't like, recommend this, wow. but yeah, this, yeah. Is, this is the kind of thing that's been happening. So that one workout alone was four hundred and thirty-six meps. <laughs> so Lenny, Lenny said, look. If we're gonna lose, I'm gonna go down fighting. Oh, I, like, I was like, fair play, play. Yeah. like I'm and going to be fair, in. I did um, a weights and cardio workout in the morning as well, so I did like six to seven hundred reps yesterday. So I was which is <laughs> half, which is half of a month. Oh, so you weren't this. This ship is sinking. I'm giving up. You no, no, no. no. Like, I'm, I'm if we're going down, this. I'm going yeah. down swinging. Uh, like, yeah. I love it. I'm giving the give it everything I got. Yeah, we might we might still not do it, but just give everything and see what happens. 
I love it. It's been amazing. The whole cool. the whole community thing's been incredible. You know, people are training a little bit more, having fun, yeah. meeting new people. Um, as a as a as what we're about, that's just a massive win. For how, how are you I getting on with my zone now, then, Chris? Because you yeah, good. You're yeah. still relatively new to it, aren't you? Yeah, like, no, I, I do. I think the challenge has been really good. I think the three things we spoke about in terms of community building. I've spoke to quite a few people in like in the Snowman group in the last. Obviously, the chats and we've got private chats and stuff, and so there's loads of chat that goes on there, which has been great. Loads of community feel, but I spoke to individual people in the last few days, and they've all said actually the same thing, which is it definitely done that. It's definitely built community within the within the teams. Um, and um, and got people training more and stuff. So and yeah. together as well. Yeah, that's yeah. what I think. So that's nice. nice yeah. I think it's been good. And uh, yeah, no, for me, it's definitely. I think. Um, I think we're obviously we're going to do a uh, episode on my zone. my zone, and I think there are some, not not negatives about it, but there's things that you probably need to be mindful of. Education wise, yeah, yeah, exactly. So yeah. like obviously with the challenge, I generally would train with do weight training, <coughs> and with the challenge I've obviously done a lot more cardiovascular stuff and a lot more circuits based things and those sorts of things but if someone's I think if someone's going for out and out body composition then you you need to be careful with just chasing mechs yeah, um, because yeah. it's not necessarily said that a second gonna, to go like yeah. we wouldn't necessarily recommend that what yeah. you've just done yeah yeah exactly it's, and you know it's a fun little challenge well fun yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's a challenge yeah, yeah. And, um, and, yeah. and that was the thing like, I, I was chatting to um, uh, Tiff um, Williams about it the other day just saying part of it is also a private personal challenge and I, my challenge was just I'm going to train every day of the challenge that's on so every day of the challenge is on I'm going to do some training because I, I think I have almost some misconceptions or some you know everyone has biases and stuff and I've always been someone that's been like right well you know you want to really track your volume and make sure you're not doing too much of this and too much of that because you're going to get problems and stuff and I was just thinking Fuck it, I'm just going to train every day and see what happens. And yeah. like, can my body tolerate it? And like, maybe you know, might pick up, pick up a few niggles or whatever. Yeah. But actually, on however many days in, there's a few areas that aren't feeling the best. And there's no question I'm going to be resting after the challenge or rest for a few days yeah, and stuff. Yeah. But it's kind of made me think a bit more about my your own mental capacity and limitations and limitations you maybe put on yourself, where yeah, you're thinking, yeah. oh if I do this I'm going to lose this muscle mass yeah. or I'm going to do this That's or do really that and actually it hasn't necessarily done that so sometimes I think maybe when you put yourself out there and challenge yourself you kind of just learn these different things and maybe just challenge your own perspectives on things and your own kind of mm. um, self-limiting beliefs maybe sometimes and certainly I might might not necessarily be training the way I'm training now going forwards but there's maybe elements that I would yeah. add in and change away from it yeah. take away from it and also a lot of it is like you said about challenging your beliefs and a lot of it the the story of oh I don't have time to exercise yeah and suddenly people have found thousands of hours in the last yeah. two weeks of spare time <coughs> that they've been able to train in we've yeah. got some and crazy stats coming up yeah. at the end of this yeah. it's just mad it's the amount really of incredible. hours that people have spent and calories burned and yeah yeah, um, we need to get some um, equivalents of those calories. In terms yeah, of, yeah, definitely. Yeah, we'll, we'll drop that next week. I reckon. Definitely. Yeah, yeah definitely. Yeah. I'll but it has been. It's been. It's been incredible. One of the stories that made me laugh so much was um, I got to work on Monday morning, at twenty past five, 
and I was walking literally just down the road to the gym and um, one of our members ran down the street and literally shouted, up the Grinches at <laughs> 20 past five. It was a freezing cold morning. I was like, yes, Simon, that's what I'm talking about. He's out there getting his meps before that's work. Brilliant. And I just thought that that kind of thing just makes me just it just made me smile. Yeah. You know what I mean? It just made me really happy. And I thought that's what it's done for so many people. And yeah, yeah, it makes it fun as well. You know, and I think there are a few people that are coming to me with little niggles and stuff. And I'm like, to be honest, it's probably because you're training like three times a day for the last three weeks or whatever, or two weeks. How long it's been? So there's obviously an element of that. But um, but no, it's it's been really fun. It's been really good. Mm. Enjoyed it. Um, yeah. So, what are we talking about today? We're on the, like the mistakes that people make in the gym, which is actually kind of what we've been chatting about now. Is Start it, like, signing doing... up to my zone challenge. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah but some of the biggest that. mistakes that people make in the gym that you know could be rectified fairly easily with a bit of good guidance, going to a good gym, and um, and having some help from a, a friendly friendly trainer. So, I, um, we've got like a group chat between the three of us and. We we kind of decide a topic beforehand. Now this was only decided today, right? Yeah, yeah, today? it was like yeah. a couple of hours so, ago. This, yeah, you know, I, I presume you this have is very off the cuff, completely off oh, the yeah. cuff. Yeah, yeah. And when you, I think you said in our group chat like mistakes people make or mistakes yeah. we've made. I think. Yeah, and I was like, well, well, personally, like yeah. I've, I've made bloody loads of yeah, mistakes. Yeah, we've got loads of podcasts. Not that. just yeah. fitness related. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. what I'm saying. We're in the gym, I think. Yeah. But no, but I think that's the thing, isn't it? Like. You know, a lot of the mistakes that we'll talk about today are things that we will have all done. Oh, gotcha. Yeah. You know, they're not. You know, when you first start training, you just don't know. And like you were talking about the other day, Nick, you don't know what you don't know. So I still make these mistakes though. Definitely. And you know, we were talking the other week about um, warm-ups. Yeah. And are my warm-ups good enough? Despite I know that the information that you've given me, Chris, <laughs> is you know very exactly it's, it's amazing and am I doing it to the letter of the law no I'm not and I know I should be and yeah. what why am I stupid am I That's a, good question. Uh, a, a maverick or what was the you know best again it's yeah. a different it's, it's interesting because I've, I've just been listening to um a uh, an audio book on motivational interviewing I don't know if you've yeah, heard yeah. of that so it's just like a style of coaching that is much more to do with the individual that you're coaching coming up with their own strategies um kind of like going down the route of saying it's to do a lot of it was developed around addiction so it was developed around treating a drug and alcohol addict uh, how to you know stop doing that basically um, and it was sort of saying that the old approach of saying telling people what to do or giving them strategies just doesn't work mm. like mm. in the in a lot of cases particularly with like heavily addicted people and it's like you have to people have to be ready to change and it was talking about it talks about the, um, the model of change model, yeah. absolutely yeah trans theoretical and how you how you can kind of coach people through that model because you can't force someone into those different stages of change all you can do is guide them and then um sort of facilitate them through that to the point where they they do want to change and it's yeah there's loads of good stuff in it and i think some of it i not don't necessarily disagree with it some of it i think you'd have to modify for real everyday practical situations but a lot of it is talking about um how you'd interact with people and so someone that for example and this is what made me think of it when you were saying that Aiden, someone that's like knows the benefit of doing something but then is not doing it yeah well maybe you need to go down the route of saying well you know what what strategies do you think so let's do it now what strategies do you think you could employ that would make you warm up better like are there is there a way of doing it that you think you could do i i think for me personally like 
I look at the exercise itself as mm -hmm. the most important thing. And because of you know my life's time critical, as, as most people's is, um, I'm like, right, I need to get onto my first set, get it done, you know. So I'm, part of, part of me is that, so I'm, I'm usually training 45 minutes or, you know, hour tops usually, but, mm -hmm. uh, so I, I really want to get it done quickly. And I think, oh, if I spend 20 minutes warming up, I'm not going to get the last bits done on my workout. See, it's interesting you say that, because I'd come from the opposite point of that and be like, a thorough warm-up leads to better exercise. Oh, no, I, so I, I, I know I, it. I, I know what I'm saying thing, is, yeah. but you know your idea of just get in and get started, the exercise yeah. is the most important thing, but with a good warm-up, you'll get more out of the exercise, so you'll have to do less because you'll do better quality stuff. Like, I think, you know, if, if I'm going to, say, like, bench press or whatever, I'm going to spend enough time getting my pecs, shoulders and elbows and all them things all warmed up ready, ready for maximal recruitment, maximal output, so that I have to do one or two sets of bench press and I'm done. Like I'll absolutely nail every single rep, don't waste a single thing with the right intensity. I've tracked what I've done before so I know what I've got to beat and therefore it makes it efficient because there's no wasted fluff. Yeah. I'm not spending, you know, I'm making the most of every single rep that I do in every single set so there's none wasted. This is gonna sound awful coming from a fitness pro professional but I'm not that bothered. Yeah, no, and that's, well, the, that. that's, that's the other thing. Sometimes I'll come in and I'll, and I'll be listening to a podcast or I listen to music or whatever, and I'm like, oh, you know, I'm not, I'm not taking it that seriously mm. anymore, and yeah. I just want to go through the motions of doing it a little bit. So then, what? Um, yeah. So then, what is it about? Why do you think you should do a warm up? Well, so you're saying you want to do one. But because, yet you. But then. Because Doctor Chris has told me I need to. <laughs> there you go. This is, that's exactly what I was talking about before, isn't it? Someone telling you to telling do it doesn't do it. mean you're going to do it. Yeah, and that um, you know that's the argument for everything. Like if you want, everyone knows if you know that they want to lose weight, they've got to eat, eat mm -hmm. less. But so then, know, then in terms of the trans theoretical model mm -hmm. of behaviour change, that's a good. You, where where am you, I on that? Well, you'd mm. be in. You'd probably be in pre-contemplation, wouldn't you? <sighs> no, I would say I'm, contemplation. I'm, I'm, I'm contemplation yeah. stroke action because I'm like dipping my toe. Well, yeah, I'm not you, fully, I'm, no, I'm not in your action when you're when you're actually doing something, aren't you? So your contemplation, I would say your classic contemplation at the yeah. moment, contemplating, getting, you know, getting advice, getting some a plan. But what well, action would be making a plan of, for example, right, you sitting down and going, right, I'm going to write down the four stretches that I'm going to do or that would help me in terms of my warm up. OK, for example. so I'm going to say it now in front of everyone listening <laughs> I am definitely going to do it okay so and and that is so powerful in itself yeah. me just saying that now I've committed it's like when I gave up chocolate for a mm -hmm. year and I've done it a few times now like I did a little video and did I put it on Instagram yeah it was yeah, yeah. years ago yeah. and um, right this is my last bit of chocolate you know the next one will be in a year's time and, and when was. you commit to something like mm. that and I, th I think also it's having the it's having the why as well so I was literally just about yeah. to say like that. it's you know, if it's a warm up, I think that's that's where obviously if you've got niggles or injuries and things, it's much more you have much more of a why because it's like it actually is gonna should benefit you in terms of going forwards. But and that's why I think telling people to do warm ups when they feel their body feels all right and they don't, it doesn't feel too much of an issue is quite difficult because I can see how people wouldn't want to spend the time doing yeah, the yeah. stuff. Um, and it's only when you, and this is what I think uh, getting injured actually gives you, it gives you an insight into be not being able to train. And I think because I've had 
I've had like four or five surgeries on my left knee. I've had three three on my right elbow. I've had uh, one big uh, surgery on my left arm. So I've had periods of time when I couldn't do, do sport, couldn't do stuff. But all of those situations have given me an, an opportunity to learn about rehab, not just in the pra- in the knowledge sense of physio world, but actually doing it myself yeah. as well. And then experiencing coming back into sports with niggles, with pain, with injuries, and how much better I feel for warming up. So for me, I'm probably I'm probably biased towards doing those things because. I know for me it makes such a big difference and then obviously I do it with patients and stuff as well mm. but I also know how much better I now feel from warming up like Nick said in terms of just, just doing stuff but I also get totally why people wouldn't have that as a priority if they've only got an hour to train um, then warm ups become less of a priority because yeah, they just, haven't got niggles and stuff yeah, and, and also, just to say I'm not like completely going into like one rep max benching or anything like yeah. I am warming up but it's not as considered and as yeah. specific as it should it's be. It's warming up maybe on like Just lower weights. It's more of a the same pulse raiser. Yeah. 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 And I guess that comes down to what like saying about not really having a goal with training. Yeah, if yeah. you're just going through to feel a bit better and move a little bit of weight, I guess the difference is like I'm coming at it from like I'm gonna I'm I'm gonna try and train twice a week. I've got to make sure that everything is as effective as possible because there's only gonna be two stimuluses over the course of the week, maybe three if I'm lucky. So I can't afford to waste waste anything because my goal is to progress whereas if you're just coming in and being like you know it doesn't really matter that much i'm going to train for 45 yeah. minutes to feel better okay yeah i guess you, you've got less impetus to be like right this has all got to be a nailed and perfect because yeah. I, I, you know if you're kind of yeah i train like five six times a week but a little bit of this a little bit of that Do you know I, it, I, it doesn't matter as much if you you know if a couple of sets aren't quite taken it's interesting to say that because um i question that sometimes like should my goals be more you know so do you think the you so goals wise for me do you honestly, think that do you think that that is a mistake then because i was gonna i was just about mm-hmm, to say definitely. that what a, a big mistake that people in the gym make is not having a not having a goal totally. not having a target not having a speed. but you're kind of saying you don't have that so what what are your See, thoughts I, I i guess my goal is just for mental health okay, and yeah. maintenance mm-hmm. so in a sense i do have a goal yeah um but it, you know it's not a so then how are you related uh, is there are you defining that in any way Mm. Um, no, I guess I'm not. I, I, I guess you know, because a goal. Say your knees hurt. Your goal would be to get out of pain. So then yeah. suddenly a warm up that helps your knees get ready exactly. for the work you're going to do becomes more important. So you've got a goal to get out of pain. But if it is just for, I don't want to. My I want my head to feel better, but my yeah. body doesn't need to feel any different to what it does when it started. I just need to expend some calories, let off some stress. Then there's no kind of like at the end of it, there's no yardstick as to. Oh god, my hip feels well better from doing that. There we go. I've achieved something. As, yeah. as opposed to just, I'm stressed. I'm highly. There's loads going on. I'm just gonna forget it all for 45 minutes and move some stuff and and feel a bit better mentally. I, I guess that is my goal. Each session, each day at a time, to get through the session and feel better. Mm. You know, yeah. an hour later. Yeah. So. And is it mentally or 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 is it bod like how you feel physically? The interesting thing is about that mm. is because I'm thinking as I'm. Oh, talking and, and thinking at the same time but like I, I was just about to say that you know a big a big issue is not people not having a goal or mistake but is that necessarily a mistake because actually you're that's you know mental I'm quite, health I'm, is, quite, I'm quite happy exactly doing yeah. what I'm doing and, and, not and trying to yes you don't have a you like you don't have an objective way of measuring that 
as in like you know if your goal is to get stronger you just measure your weight yeah, if your goal is to get up. leaner you measure your you measure your body fat percentage or your circumferences mm. or photos for example whatever so you can see that there's progress um but the an interesting question maybe is also and this kind of goes off, off on the topic from uh, biggest mistakes but like why why do we feel the need for progression in that area if you're if you if you feel good so like mm. for example should you have should you have an objective marker for for your mental health because yeah. that's your training goal or or not i don't know the answer yeah no, right. answer. I, I i think so i i think you sh- i think you should have something like that that's just so what would you what would what it sort would, of thing well how, how do you measure your mood yeah well i started training i'm a two out of ten i'm pissed off i'm angry like i'm stressed yeah. and by the end of training I'm a seven. I'm a little bit more relaxed, I or whatever it is. Do you know what I mean? I'd, whatever you're trying to get out of it. Are you trying yeah. to make yourself feel happier? Well, measure what you were at the beginning compared to what you were at the end. If I'm trying to get rid of stress, how stressed am I at the beginning? How stressed am I at the end? Just have yeah. like you know a rate of. It's a bit like rate of perceived exertion, but yeah. a rate of perceived stress yeah. or rate of perceived happiness or yeah, which is a base, like uh, which is one way that people do do it, don't yeah. they? They have like you'd have like. You can have like these picture move charts yeah. with faces. Am I a red numbers. face or a green face? You can have numbers. You can have yeah. You yeah. can have all sorts of different ways. But you could do that. But my my question is again, do you need to do that, or do you think that people well, should do that? Well, what happens if you're using train? My so Aiden doesn't. Aiden doesn't, and you're per- and you. You've I, guess, to be I guess the goal content. for for everyone is healthy and happy. Yeah. And if I if I'm healthy and happy, then I'm. Doing well, arguably, then you are you're measuring that, then aren't you? You're measuring your health and happiness, whether you like it or not, because you wouldn't keep training if you didn't think that it made you feel better. You wouldn't yeah. carry on doing it if you didn't. In the back of your mind, somewhere you weren't thinking this is making me feel better. Somewhere along the line, you are judging it. Yeah. But I guess, I guess, but I guess, but you have to actually do it. You're yeah, saying exactly. I think deep down you do do it. Like ultimately, because if it doesn't, if it didn't make you feel better. You've got so much to do. You wouldn't necessarily, I'm putting in inverted commas, waste 45 yeah. minutes doing yeah. something that didn't make you feel better. Yeah. You are, you yeah, are, I know that it's going to make me y- feel better. You yeah. are quantifying it in some yeah. way, yeah. deep down. Oh, Sorry, Siri. Siri. Um, yeah, like but you're, you're not objectively measuring it, but you are you instinctive, are. intuitively yeah, instinct- measuring yes, it. Yes, that's it. That's what I was getting at. Basically. Chris always yeah. words it. How <laughs> we're does, trying yeah. to, you know, he's got the language. Um, but no, it is interesting because I think again that would be a classic thing that i would say is a mistake for people like i think mm. more from the point of view of um so most people we get in the gym and people clients we've seen over the years are kind of weight loss clients like that's mm. like mm. the majority of the people we see uh, and obviously there's performance there's yeah. there's rehab there's other things going on but um boxing and stuff there's all sorts of different types of training that we'll do but ultimately a lot of the times the, the one of the big things is losing weight getting mm. healthier uh, getting happier um and i think that for me with though if you've got a specific goal in mind like you want to lose weight then having some objective markers and, tra- yeah. and tracking mm. is important so and we, it's a mistake we... that people do make i think is not not tracking so there's no way of knowing where they are and then you can't work out what you need sometimes to do sometimes people don't want to set themselves up for failure though that's true so they, they won't put a goal out there because they're not really committed and therefore they're going to fail and, and that'll make them feel worse and that'll make it. them feel worse so i think I, I think i see that quite a bit to be honest Mm. Um, it's weird. In September, we but did. But then, a is that really a? Is that really their goal? No, you'd well, argue that, wouldn't you? You'd say so we've said it before. It's yeah. like when when someone says, "I'd do anything to lose weight." Or but can you, you can you wake up 
at six and yeah. do a training session. Oh well, no, no, I need I need my sleep. Well, yeah. Well, you wouldn't do anything then. So yeah. yeah. Um. Yeah, I mean that's that is an interesting. One. I was going to say uh, in September we do the. Well, yeah. we, we've done a uh, lose a stone in September. Yeah, lose a stone in September, and so many people do lose a stone. You know, so once they've got that objective, they'll. Mm. They'll commit to it yeah. and, and they go all in. They'll follow the plan. Yeah, yeah. And, and so that belief that it will work and that's what they yeah they they go all I in. I do. On so it. it's interesting what you said earlier. Some people, you give them a plan, they'll follow it, they'll do it, they'll lose the weight or get stronger or whatever. And other people do need to be coached more. Yeah. And and I wonder well, they need to come up with the ideas uh, to do it. Right. And yeah. I wonder where it is on the scale of them. Um, wanting to achieve their goal as well so and and i think going back to that mi stuff it's to do with maybe how where they are on that on that model of change like if they're there's a lot of um it talks in this book a lot about ambivalence which is kind of what you just said there which is i really want to lose weight oh but i can't get up at 6 a.m so it's like they've got this thing they want to do but they're not they don't want to do certain things it's like they're not they're they're mentally they're not fully committed to that change they're not fully so committed only to change, when so the pain of them being overweight becomes too much yeah then they'll make the change of the, the pain of getting up early yeah is less when than the pain less. of being overweight. mentally when they're fully 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 committed to making that change that they'll actually do those things that they need to do um and it was interesting how it was talking about how you'd because it's a, it's quite. I, I should probably share it with you guys. Actually, it's a, it's specific to fitness. So it's MI for fitness professionals. Oh wow! Um, so it's talking about um, like how, in a nutrition consultation, for example, rather than saying like, okay, this is you know this is what you need to we need to talk about blah blah blah, it's like almost having like topics. So you'd have like eight or whatever topics written down, and you'd say to the person okay out of these topics which which things would you like to talk about so you're giving them the autonomy in what they talk mm. about all the time mm, but and even if they pick the things, things I like yeah, it. and even if they pick things that you d you think are not as important it's like almost like getting that initial win first mm -hmm. and then introducing them to other things they'll buy into it um so yeah it's quite interesting in terms of how you'd go because like you say some people are inherently need more coaching and other people don't so why is that but it's probably because those people are more uh, further down the route of the action you know actually taking action towards making a change rather than kind of contemplating making a change wanting to make a change but at the same time not wanting to change other things about their lifestyle not being mm -hmm. fully committed to make the actual mm -hmm. changes they need to make in terms of their lifestyle because you know that's more you know for, particularly with weight loss that's what it's about so maybe not tracking like you say is a way of not really committing themselves fully whereas if you track you have to you know really put yourself out there and kind of um be the person that is sort of saying right this is what i'm doing i'm, I'm you know trying to hit numbers etc accountable for um, it, and yeah. i think tr obviously tracking is it is a mistake i think a mistake people make is not tracking but equally you can understand why people don't do it and it, i don't think everyone has to do it like in your case you know you're not necessarily tracking and you're mm. absolutely fine but I think a lot of people, when they're particularly they're when they've got a specific, body though, yeah, yeah, I think when they've I got a specific goal like that, yeah. I so, think so you know, we've got January coming up. Joe blogs; he wants to lose a few pounds. What What are the mistakes that you see people like him do? Or how how new um, how new is Joe Blogs? Oh, good question. Okay, um, brand new, literally. 
he hasn't done anything while since, uh, hasn't done for a while yeah, yeah. he hasn't done anything since PE at school or, yeah, or he did join yeah. he did join a gym 10 years ago but yeah, yeah. he didn't like it I think that I think one big thing is the boom and bust style training so um, what go mental yeah three, exactly. five times a week yeah so yeah. coming in and trying to and do they something always that's unsustainable say it. sorry to interrupt no, but like, they always say well I think I'm going to you know train six times a week you yeah, know, so no. what are you doing at the moment? Well, I haven't trained for six years. <laughs> yeah. You're going to go from that to big mistake. Yeah, yeah. Um, too much. Can you do it? Yeah, you can. Well, Some people Lenny's, can do Lenny's it. Yeah, Lenny's right. right. yeah. How many days <laughs> yeah. in a row now? Uh, yeah. But yeah, you'd you'd say it's not, especially coming no. from a deconditioned state. So Lenny's saying he's done like how many days are we in now? Fifteen. You saying he's deconditioned? <laughs> no, no, no. I'm saying the re- like <laughs> yeah. Lenny's Lenny's coming from a conditioned state, and he's yeah. and you're saying yeah. that you've got aches and pains and things like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Imagine go- if someone's coming from naught, yeah, and they did that. I'm, in I'm a going from like state. I'm going from training, you know, regularly four times a week, sometimes five times a yeah. week to training every day, rather than going from zero times a week to set to six days a week. And you're feeling you know, the aches and pains. Exactly. Imagine what, what I mean. they're going to do. Yeah, yeah. And you know, it's building those. It's taking the time to build the habits of training consistently rather than just like you say boom yeah. and bust like yeah definitely and I think that's because obviously people are, uh, are like motivated it's so hard to capture that because it's like like you say you want to you yeah. want to build on that motivation don't you yeah and and encourage it yeah but down the things yeah, that are going to be so right true, actually yeah, because it? because if someone comes in and they say I want to train six times a week and say no sorry we only think you should be training what? I'm really motivated now though yeah, yeah but how can you take that motivation and put it into the other the other boulders the things that are going to make the or big the difference yeah. Yeah. Well, that's and, the thing yeah. you, you said something to me Nick the other day that I thought was really really so so right oh my god this is, um, this is the, I'm, I'm, I'm sitting up I love it <laughs> but this is how he's got his notepad out this is how we normally speak to Chris Chris is my god but um, you were talking about or we were, I can't remember what we were chatting about but we basically you were saying if someone had like four hours if they can only commit to four hours a week Mm-hmm. and their lifestyle is with diet is rubbish it actually might be more worthwhile saying to that person i want you to train three hours of the uh, three times a week and then spend an hour doing food prep mm-hmm. because actually for your goals that's going to be that's more biggest, important biggest and that's where the habit and lifestyle factors come in and people people just think i think again that's a, a probably leads on to another big mistake is they just think about i'm just going to tr- smash my training i'm going to train train yeah. train 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 and actually, as we know, weight loss especially is probably more about the overall habits and lifestyle yeah. factors oh, that are going to yeah. make the bigger yeah, difference. Definitely. So they try, you know, actually taking some time out of training in that person and getting that sorted, mm. I think is it's almost more important. So you might want to reduce their training slightly, add in some food prep or add in yeah. some other stuff that so makes the rest of their life easier. So that's what I do. So like, I think like I've got an hour on a Wednesday and an hour, two hours on a Thursday and then an hour on a Sunday. So for me, I would train on a Wednesday, train on a Thursday and do a little bit of food prep on a Thursday. And that Sunday, I'd love to go and train in that hour, but I'd spend it cooking my food for the next four or five days worth of stuff because that's, that has a bigger impact than like one extra training session and then I'll eat rubbish because I haven't got time to, you know, when I'm at work, I'm at work, I haven't got time to, you know, keep popping out to go and get stuff. So for me, the hours that I've actually got to commit to my health and fitness, I invest that in food prep because... Yeah you know that's just that's just as important and having that habit on a sunday of sticking a podcast on and and cooking and stuff that's that's part of my week now it's just what i do Definitely. you know because it has a big impact on on hopefully how i look how i perform how i feel yeah my energy throughout the day and stuff like that and that's that's the important that's the one of the important things for me yeah 
So that same same guy. So don't come in boom and bust training. Yep. Thinking about lifestyle and and the things you need to support your goals and mm-hmm. your your fitness. So what journey, about goal setting? Do you think people are too um, what's the word too over ambitious with their goals sometimes when they come in, or do you think? Or I do you like th- that. Do, I like people aiming for the I, stars. I quite I like having two two separate goals. So having an overall. That's the um, you're going to say the process and yeah, process goals. Yeah, and yeah I really like that. Yeah, I think I it really really helps and it really works. Like, I think folk getting people to which i think is a mistake Mm -hmm. like i think um having people focus too much on the objective or the big goal um rather than focusing on the process goal so again for people that haven't heard me talk about this before it would be a case of saying right (coughs) sorry um come pat you on the back yeah i want to you know drop us let's say drop a stone so that's their their big goal is to drop that's the outcome goal drop a stone um, but we know that to do that, there's all these processes. So it that could be, for example, food prep once a week, train three times a week, yeah. um, sleep for an average of seven hours a yeah. night per night. And you've got these little habits just to go those, into it. Just those what three. you just said there, <laughs> if people followed that. Yeah. Oh, my God, yeah. it'd be amazing. Yeah. Yeah. So with that. So, so you focusing know, on that, yeah. on, on doing those things rather than focusing on the outcome of the weight loss. Because the, the, if, if you focus on the process the outcome will come yeah. and i think that's where also time frame wise if you're just hit you you kind of if you just focus on the outcome you get stressed out because often the outcome doesn't come as quick as you'd like it mm-hmm. to but you have direct control over the, the f- processes so yeah. you can control how many times you yeah. train you can yeah. control yeah. if you food. you can't necessarily always control if you've lost a pound it's this week a pound and a half it? it's no. not an exact science no. so Definitely. You can sometimes get disheartened by that outcome goal, whereas actually, if you just focus on the process goals, it makes, goals, it, makes you it easier for the coach as well to implement exactly. new things as well because you can look back and say, right, the last six weeks you've done, you've hit three sessions of three yeah, sessions you've done a week, you've done sessions, exactly. great tick. <clears throat> we, yeah. need, we need to do more. We need to do less. You need to, you know, focus on your nutrition a little mm. bit more. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah. I think that that's a, a big part of goal setting. Um, and also because it's it's satisfying if you I mean if you select that goal of training three times a week and every week you get to tick that off they're yeah. loads of little wins yeah. little wins along the way aren't they and yeah. you know cooking your food that's been set out that you've you know that you like and that's going to be in line with your goals tick 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 yeah. early on whereas the loser stone like outcome goal is so far away how it's going to be ages before you get to tick it yeah and, and I listen, that can be hard I listened to um uh some a podcast I can't remember what it was but it was talking about um, the person was talking about Seinfeld doing the writing for the show mm. um, and he he just basically had a calendar and he would every day that he wrote something for the show he would just do a cross on the calendar and basically got to the point where it's, he didn't want to break the cycle so it's like the whole like he can see on the calendar there's a cross for five days oh, I don't want to I don't want to like leave the sixth day out I'll do a bit and as soon as you start doing a little bit then quite he ends day. up doing quite a lot like an hour hour and a half rather than just he'd just be like right I'll sit down for five minutes every day which turned into an hour hour and a half and like he did like you know it was ridiculous yeah. like you know amazing amounts of writing just from that so it's oh, just wow. by focusing on that day to day day to day little win and by the end of the year, you've done yeah, suddenly you've done 300 series. days of writing, and suddenly you've got this unbelievable, you know, unbelievable oh, wow. thing. Um, it's, it's again that argument though you, you mentioned about going crazy in January. <clears throat> what would you prefer as a coach? Someone to go crazy in January and do everything perfectly for a month, 
force someone to do everything quite well for six months. Oh, of course. You well, know, that's, it, isn't that boom and bust, though? Exactly, yeah. yeah it's boom and, and bust. That, that is perfectly for a month as opposed to six months. So, mm. yeah, good. Yeah. And I think there's nothing, there's nothing wrong as well with having periods where you go harder go hard yeah. like this loser stone in september yeah, like yeah. You, you're probably not going to say that doing that is sustainable for mm-hmm. a lifetime no, no, no but it's good to especially if you're someone if you're someone that's got a lot of weight to lose i think that those those hardcore times can be yeah. really good go once all you in on it. go all in and then once you get to a, a level where you are um looking more around the maintenance of where you want to be or you haven't got a massive amount Mm -hmm. to lose to where you want to get to it's going to take longer at that stage and you want to make it enjoyable as well because obviously those periods of hardcore times are generally not going to be hard yeah which is fine but i think mentally obviously you can get quite um you know it can be quite hard to do that like rather than i've heard the argument that you know why if you're you know doing um on stage stuff or even just like you wanting to get quite lean why take six months to do that when you could maybe do it in two months be brutal for two months but then just maintain it and mm-hmm. you're already there like rather what ricky than ricky hatton used to do after yeah he used to fight he used to put oh, on blow loads up, of weight yeah. and and the, the argument was always why don't you stay in fairly good condition and you don't have to do as much work but then, um, uh, but then again, with that, and what I was going to say about the six month thing would be, even that six month journey, you're still going to be depriving yourself, but you're depriving yourself for a lot longer. Mm-hmm. Maybe you're not depriving yourself as, as much, much as but you're still depriving yourself. If that makes sense. So mm-hmm. rather than feeling really quite hungry and a bit like, oh, this is annoying for two months, you still feel a little bit annoyed and a little bit deprived. But that's for six months, so it's a lot longer. Mm-hmm. So sometimes I think again, it again, depends there's on no the, right or wrong. No, there? no it depends on the individual. Work. It depends on your yeah. mental state, doesn't it? Like if you're someone that can cope with that for two months, then you're probably good to do the hardcore one. If you're someone that's not going to cope with that very well, then actually the longer one might be better for you because actually you can cope. It's what you can maintain, isn't mm. it? It's like the whole calorie deficit thing. Should you be in a thousand calorie deficit should you be in a 500 calorie deficit well what can you individually cope with if you can't cope with with a thousand then do 500 but understand that it's going to take you longer to reach that goal than it is if you're in a bigger deficit Mm. it's just one of those things isn't it so i think it's again a mistake is trying to almost underestimating what you need to do but then overestimating how hard it will be if you just stick to certain things um so it's again it's doing consistently doing things well um but not being perfect you're still going to get to your goal rather than thinking you've got to be perfect all the time that's a, that's, that's a where big people, mistake yeah that's, that's a huge mistake isn't up. it thinking thinking yeah. they have to be perfect when really it's when don't. they when they have that glass of wine and they're like oh what's the point and then i just sod yeah, it yeah, yeah i'll just go all in and waste a whole weekend and you know because it's a friday night i've had a glass of wine that's not what me and my coach decided and then suddenly it's monday morning and beaten 17,000 calories and yeah just like blown it that's another big mistake isn't it not being yeah. like looking at you d- one of that mistake of one s- the phrase one salad doesn't make you skinny yeah. just like yeah. one pizza doesn't make you fat yeah. totally. that that thing of just being stepping back from it and being like actually do you know what I really enjoyed that pizza great next meal we'll be, we'll be back on it and yeah. go from yeah. there and not living in that moment of enjoying that yeah. rather than beating yeah. yourself up making yourself feel guilty over a food choice you know yeah. you should more. never feel guilty about that no. you that's yeah definitely i think having that 
a good relationship with food is a yeah, is a really important, important thing, isn't it? Yeah. Um, and not, I think, I think, um, for me, quite a big mistake again going to that back to that person that suddenly wants to get in shape is thinking of f- um, good and bad for Joe Blogs. Thinking of uh, good and bad foods, foods. good and bad, yeah, good and bad foods. Like there is no good and bad food. It's just about choices and about. Um, like, I I always come to this. So one of the things I always say to people is like. Chris, do you think an uh, orange is good food? Is orange a good food? Like an orange? If you ate an orange, is that good? In the context you're saying yeah. about, yes. <laughs> if you eat 43, is that good? <laughs> yeah, no, no of course. you can have a bad time. You can be on the toilet for days. Like yeah. it's that. It's like yes, yeah. if, like that's totally. the, that's the argument of things being yeah. good and bad, isn't it? Yeah. It's like it's it's dose response. It's yeah. you know. And I think I think there is an element of like, th- of course, we're not saying for a moment that you should have the majority of your calories should come from nutri- no. let's call them nutritionally poor, poor or yeah. you know nutritionally dense foods are good for you so you know as in are uh, going to be good for recovery going to be good for generally in terms of how you feel digestion be, digestion yeah. all these things so absorption exactly so it's it's not that that food is good or bad it's just that you're going to have foods that are going to support your recovery from training your general health much better than other foods but that doesn't mean that you know yeah like a chocolate bar is bad it just you just don't want to have the majority of your calories coming a day that. coming from that you want to have majority of your calories coming from good whole foods or from, i say good whole foods <laughs> nutritionally <laughs> dense, dense whole food, foods yeah, yeah. um <laughs> it's and then so easy to and i think that's that's that it just shows you like we're all fit fit mm. professionals and i i'm so easily fall back into that habit yeah. of saying it because um, you're just so conditioned from a young age that this is good food and this it's is bad, bad food. food. And I think yeah. it's getting out of that that mindset, really. But then maybe that is a good thing in a sense because, you know, from an early age that you know that sweets are bad. You know, mm. they're, not, they're not good for us. Can they be enjoyed as part of a healthy diet? Yeah, they can. Of course yeah. they can. But Do you think then the, the term junk food is is bad for people then because it, pu- it puts them in that negative, negative mind yeah. state? And it then could potentially cause that binge, that feeling of guilt, because it's already labelled as like food. like a cheat meal. Uh, yeah, yeah, like yeah. a cheat meal. It's a, it's, yeah. a, it's a derogatory again. I thing. I, I use the word thing. cheat meal just because everyone knows it, but mm. but doesn't does make it, it right. Does, it might yeah, make exactly. People think, oh my god, bad. I'm cheating's bad. Yeah, just, it's, bad. it's the like, same. It's the same thing though as um, we were talking about it the other day. Like, should we? Me and Kate were saying, should we? Should we be giving our kids sweets? as a treat <gasps> I've got a thing for that yeah. because oh yeah because well, it's like you're the, rewarding them exactly so it's like like psychologically it's like emotionally seen as it's an, in, it's an exciting time like maybe what we should be doing is like right oh you did You've that you did that really here's well <laughs> here's some like here's some like lovely blueberries or some like uh, mm-hmm. no, orange or like you know actually actually treating them quote unquote with foods that aren't are nutritionally better for them yep. so that they get that positive association with nutritionally good foods should we even be rewarding ourselves with food like good, you, yeah, you reward question. dogs with food yep. when they've been good because yeah. you're trying to encourage behaviors yeah like it, and you use food to do that because you can't use words you know because i mean you can use words but you can't have a conversation with them unfortunately yep. but um you know should we really be rewarding ourselves with food is that a is that a healthy relationship? Yeah, it's a good... I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Do you know yeah, what I mean? Like, yeah. you yeah. know, I'm just, you know, throwing it out there. No, no, definitely. I think, again, it's a similar thing, isn't it? Um, that we do do that. But 
maybe we should be yeah. should be looking at other th- other things to reward it's yourself just like with. Pavlov's dogs, isn't it? So totally. if your kids are doing something good, they're already thinking about the sweets and the reward. Yeah, and, and also mentally thinking that sweets are like a really it's like a really positive thing to eat sweets mm. because that's the, it's like a it's like that um, they're feeling good and they're excited and that emotionally that emotional kind of feeling they have is then being linked to sweets oh my Do god you know, you what? know so what you just nailed something there so i used to get pound pocket money a week when i was younger and i would literally walk down to cameron's news agents and buy a pack of tang fastics and i'd really enjoy them on a friday night and i wonder if that's what now why love. i love sweets so much because it rem- like yeah, i've created that emotion of like being a kid getting your pocket money going down yeah. to the shops Listen, and that's why a lot of people become overweight as well because they're associating those things yeah. with positive times and yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, one of the things that I love about going to the cinema is the treats so you know yeah. obviously I want to go and watch a good film yeah. but the whole treat I get excited <coughs> about that popcorn yeah, the sweets the ice yeah. cream yeah. yeah definitely yeah I love, I love that, my sweets yeah, as well and again and now as, as we're older now when potentially have more disposable income you know like if I wanted to go and buy a pack of sweets a day, I could. So I could I could reconnect those feelings on the daily. And actually, that's probably long term. It's easier as you get older, isn't it, to, to just say, well, I'm in charge now and I own my own money. So, you know, I can get myself into a into a poor like state of health based on feeling like I did when I was nine years old walking down to the shops. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Which is mad, isn't it? Yeah. What about in the gym? What about in, what mistakes would this newbie? We're saying Joe Bloggs. So I think the cl- the, cla- the, the classic one that I would have seen, and I'm sure you both have loads, is just like smashing the treadmill or the cross yeah, trainer, yeah. just doing constant. That's, that, that was the first thing that came to my yeah. head, to be honest. Yeah. Just constant cardio. It's like they just assume that to lose weight, they just need to do loads cardio, of cardio yeah. stuff. Um, I know we've <coughs> we've mentioned it before, but come January. Round round Baden Powell Way, uh, yeah. You there'll be a hundred runners, yeah, running up and down, struggling in the cold, the Hating wet. Every that, you can of it. see they hate it so much. And is there any longevity to it? Probably not. So, like, hopefully, hopefully, mm. you know that they, yeah. they carry on and crack on. But for a percentage, there probably will be, yeah. like yeah. a small percentage. Uh, Unfortunately, probably small like five to ten percent or exactly. something. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And I think that's where, um, that's where this gym, that's where our gym comes in. So amazingly um, well is the fact that we do all these different classes that all these different things that people can different do different training modalities sorry to interrupt nick did a uh did some gets got some stats a couple of years ago and i remember something like 85 percent of our january oh, yeah. joiners we're still, were still members. with members in december the, which is yeah. unbelievable because i think i think the st- national standard is like 30 percent yeah i'm sure it's like uh, after three months of the new year it go 30 like you're only left with 30 percent of those wow. people that are regularly going i'm sure it's that's that crazy, low isn't it? um so i mean that's unbelievable that 85 percent is huge. in december a whole year later yeah, well, incredible. With, that's huge yeah but that's that you know we've talked about it before but that goes down to the whole community thing and mm. you know and so i think yeah and, and, and so that's probably again leads on a, a good one that leads on to another mistake in the gym is um just training on your own i think yeah not training yeah, with anyone else is a big mistake people make because this, then this, you have the accountability and you you know it's enjoyable training with someone else yeah and also when you're by yourself 
it can feel really like you say like lonely yeah. and also you've got no one to bounce off of like yeah. in terms of like is this right could I do more is there someone to help me and, yeah. and say oh no that doesn't look right try you know you don't have any of that and it can be it can be very like I said lonely and that's not fun because we're not yeah. we're not designed to be alone are we well I think like, that's why a lot of people end up on a treadmill I've said this before you know someone will join the gym the uh, the trainer will give them like a, an induction they'll give them a program and that person will come back to the gym they'll look at their program be a little bit confused about some of the exercises mm. maybe be a bit embarrassed someone might be using a piece of equipment that they want that they, that's on their program they don't know enough to change to do something or, called turn and they'll be embarrassed to ask speak for to help um, then they'll end up on a treadmill like you say and get bored get injured get crappy results and ultimately end up quitting after what three mm. months you yeah. said so yeah um yeah you're right so it, it's just about asking for more help yeah that not being afraid to ask for help yeah it's yeah. a big mistake so that's a big mistake yeah, isn't it definitely not seeking help and that doesn't i mean obviously <clears throat> in our minds it's like the optimal is a coach or someone that really knows what they're talking about but even if it's just someone you know who goes to the gym a lot or someone like get advice from people just mm. reach out for help get a plethora of advice and not yeah. just one person because yeah. they're always outliers that's a big thing isn't it like are you going to go and ask say you want to build muscle are you going to go and ask the biggest guy in the gym what he does because I, I think yeah, of like yeah. Humby who comes now he's like he's a genetic lottery winner if I asked him what he does to get his massive muscles he'd be like oh I'll go to like strike at Jones's and do a bit of cardio he's he's so muscular naturally so you'd go to him because it's like well he obviously knows how to build muscle what he says is different to to what he what we're actually you know science says we should do yeah so sometimes asking the biggest guy in the gym how to build muscles is probably not the right thing because he's probably always been massive and it's just it comes so easily to him whereas you know you want to go and ask the guy who was if you're talking about building muscle you want to go ask the guy who was eight stone who's now 12 stone yeah you know there that's who you want to ask not the person that is you know already yeah. there that's and that's thing. where that's where the coach us coaches come in because we've got the experience haven't we of doing it with other yeah, people exactly. and, and knowing the science but then also how to just apply that practically with a with do you, a could you guys still see it now where people seem a bit embarrassed to ask for help yeah, yeah massively oh, I love it I think yeah. every, like, you know we often talk about the white belt mentality and it's like exactly. I can learn anything from anybody I'll happily yeah. ask anybody anything because they'll have so they'll why, why, you, why do you what, what's the industry doing wrong what are we doing wrong what you know I think is it a, <laughs> is it a, an embarrassment thing purely that they don't know their bodies and I think pe- I think people um, there is an intimidation factor I think with with it because mo- I mean most trainers are in reasonably good nick yeah. in reasonably good shape so there's I think um, straight away there's an there's a certain certain intimidation obviously and a lot here, of trainers are arrogant as well yeah <laughs> so <laughs> not it, approachable yeah. exactly so I think I think you know here I would say is an exception compared to most gyms but because we are all so approachable like all of mm. us are so you know relaxed and we'll chat to anyone and it's, it's fine but i think there is also in people's minds there's this intimidation factor isn't there maybe of um i don't know of being fearful around asking or um not wanting to sound stupid is probably a big yeah. part of it isn't it mm. in terms of just not wanting yeah. to ask a stupid question that's something we, do you know, do you know what? what we always no. used to say that didn't we there's no such thing as a stupid question because yeah, like, if you don't know you don't know yeah. I had our um, um, the tyres changed on our car on Maya's car mm. and 
like I was nervous about ringing them up because I was thinking I don't know exactly what I'm asking for and what numbers I should be reading out from the tie because there's like yeah. 20 different numbers on there and that's exactly the same thing well why would I know you know we, yeah. we change tyres yeah. every two years or whatever it is so and, um, and, that, and that's, the, that's a really interesting point because you, you I suppose you can see how other people feel just like how you feel in other situations exactly yeah. like that so in 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 context or scenarios where you're not the expert and you don't know what you're talking about which for me is like pretty much most of them like cars i know nothing about cars I'm absolutely useless rubbish with numbers rubbish with like there's so many things that you just don't do well and everyone's the same no one you know, even absolute experts in their field are have a white useless in yeah in lots of other ways they they don't know anything because that's just how the field that they're in um and in those you do feel silly like should i know you know should i know what like a, you know should i know what i should be asking for car wise like i definitely feel like that or loads of situations where you just feel like silly for asking or thinking that your question is going to be stupid yeah and then so you don't want to you know you worry about asking um, yeah, and then the anxiety builds yeah, up and, yeah. and you end up not doing it and then yeah. you don't speak to anyone and then you don't get any results and yeah. it just goes on and on and then you quit and then you still get no results yeah so it's it is it is definitely I think a mistake that people make but it's an understandable one yeah, oh, totally. and I guess yeah, it's yeah, just yeah. our job as trainers as coaches as people in the industry to make those barriers as small Ooh, and as, as possible do you know what our message that should know is like we talk about it all the time when we're sitting with Nathan. We love fitness. Like, yeah. we love... I would... Not at a party or anything like that, but at, at work, I I would get hyped talking about fitness. Not at a Come, party. Don't, don't tell me about... Don't tell me <laughs> about your workout split well. at a party or anything yeah. else. I don't care what you're doing. But when I'm at work, he I get excited. Really, yeah, yeah, dude, yeah, tell me. Yeah, come and, come and kill it. But when I'm... When, fitness trainers at work most of them are in the industry because it's their passion so if you ask them a question nine times out of ten they're gonna love talking about it hopefully not talking about themselves <laughs> but they're gonna which is unfortunately a trait <coughs> in the fitness industry but most yeah. people like if someone can't come and ask me about something about nutrition training exercise form or anything like that i'm getting hyped i can't wait to share it with you and hopefully at a level like that is appropriate but oh my god, yes! Come and ask fitness professionals questions because we love it. And Do you we know what? And, and we love a newbie as well, and someone yeah, that totally, you know, because there's so much potential. Yeah, there's so much potential, Ooh. and it's so rewarding as yeah. well to get someone that hasn't done anything at all, and to get them, you know, training for a year or yeah, whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and feeling the benefits and feeling of the benefits and feeling how good we feel off the back of training and why we do it and helping facilitating that for someone else is. Is brilliant. Like, yeah, you know, I spoke feeling. to a member the other day. I'm not going to say who, but she said, "I'm so glad my husband joined because he used to be a miserable git before he, <laughs> <laughs> before he exercised." So you know, we tell, it. tell us off air. That sounds yeah, good. Yeah, I'd yeah, love to exactly. know that. Is. Yeah, I definitely want to know. Um, <laughs> what about what about mistakes with weight training? So we're obviously big proponents of weight training. What do you think are some of the biggest mistakes that newbies or people make in the gym weight training? Your, um, your Joe vlogs. If he's going to go into the gym and just train he hasn't asked for any help and advice what do you think is a mistake that we see often maybe not so much with us but I've seen this in other gyms look, looking what other people are doing mm-hmm. um, so trying to you know look what the guy next to you is bench pressing and trying to copy trying that to sort that, of thing yeah. but yeah. I guess probably not lifting heavy enough yeah not enough intensity not enough I, intensity or both both I think also ego lifting as well yeah, so lifting yeah. too heavy in the form not being very good yeah 
So uh, I think, uh, I think, uh, I think, do you think our Joe Bloggs would be like that if he's a little bit, if he's new to exercise, potentially? Well, uh, I, 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 I completely agree. It happens all the time, especially for young lads that come in. But yeah, I think young, I've, young I've, lads. I've seen some different. squats downstairs in the gym that have been make your eyes. We've been nowhere near full range. Let's put it that way, with a weight that's really, really. Why are you looking at me? <laughs> <laughs> Flicking daggers. Um, so, so that it happens. Yeah, it, and, I, and I think it's going to happen in any gym you go into. Mm. But I think that's a big I, mistake for me. Is is doing a weight that you you want to look. You, you want to look from the outside. Look, from the outside, you want to look really strong, so you put on a ridiculous amount of weight, and you end up doing poor form, or half um, a round, or, or or but not enough weight. I think is equally as much of a problem. In terms so of do not you? Th- pushing yourself I know enough. this is to generalise, but do you think you can look at men and women as a different thing here? Typically, I'm not the same for, for everyone, yeah. but yeah. typically, women won't lift enough, and men lift too much. Yeah, yeah. I'd, if you, so, I'd yeah. say as a, as a general rule, and you're going to have outliers that yeah, are in it. Right. You know, yeah, obviously, in, yes, I think that's. As a general rule, that's what how you generally will find it. I, I personally think a lot of men as well, they find it quite intimidating to, to, to come into the gym. And uh, and women do for different reasons, but I think like a middle-aged man has this perception, and I don't know if it's about trying to be an alpha male or, you know, we, you know, we mentioned superheroes earlier, and you have this thing that you want to be the strongest or the best mm. or whatever, and... I think a lot of men maybe still possess some of that and there should be a bit more, you know, it's, you don't have to lift the heaviest weight and you just go to your level. You yeah. know, it's, I, think, I, think there's, I think there's bigger kudos in how hard you train with good form and all that sort of stuff. So like if I looked at someone who was doing a 150 kilo back squat, I'd be like, oh, that's cool. But if someone that is nailing perfect form, good depth, and taking a set to near failure with 80, 90 kilos, I'm like, shake that man's hand. Yeah. Or that lady's hand. Like, that's way more impressive than the external number, in my opinion. Mm. Take, like, having the guts to go deep into that you set can, and take that You can that tell, somewhere. can't you? You can tell yeah, when you someone's know. working yeah. hard. That's yeah. bigger than <clears throat> the actual, the external load. Like, the guy half repping 40 kilo dumbbells for, like, on a bench press or whatever. For, no, it's not, isn't that impressive? For, for me as a trainer, as soon as I see, and this is, I don't know, maybe this is not, you know, How bad, but as soon as I see someone using bad form, I don't even look at the weight. I mean, it doesn't, doesn't, like, no doesn't even register because yeah, yeah. I'm just not interested. You're not I'm like, you, you've got shit form, so yeah. I'm not going to, like, it, it won't, it would never impress me. No. Whereas someone's got really good form um, and they're lifting really heavy, I'm like, wow, that's, that's really Fair. impressive. Yeah. That's awesome. But as soon as they have bad form, I just, I don't even. I think it's not well. I would hope as as at Jones's, if you see bad form, you go over and, yeah. and speak to them. Of course, it's like, yeah, yeah. What are you trying to achieve there? Let's let's yeah. let's let's change that up because yeah. we've seen things that make your eyes bleed, haven't we? Unfortunately, do you yeah. know what one of my biggest things is for people that make mistakes when they're just getting into it? Begin. I'm going to use the quotation marks again. Beginner rep ranges. So people that come in and they're going to do a couple of sets of fifteen. For me, as a beginner, I think that is the one of the worst things that you can do, especially if you're new to an exercise. Why on earth would you get somebody who's never done anything before to complete something 15 times when they don't really know their body, they don't know how it should feel, how it should look, or anything else like that? Why are you going to make them do it 15 times as opposed to giving them a little bit more weight? Do this really well eight times. You know, I, I think that's a massive mistake coming in and trying to do you know, loads of reps of something when it's brand new to you, go a little bit heavier, yeah. like not loads heavier, mm-hmm. but hit eight, ten reps, yeah, you know, those kind argument. of things. Like, but, but as you both know, when you 
you do your level is it level yeah you well, let that be on a level two yeah. thing so as right. an industry that's what you know we're supposed know. to be prescribing to people you're right well wrong i really agree yeah i really agree and also you you know when you do that you're massively increasing their volume which is generally going to increase soreness and they're going to get yeah, sore anyway hate it, yeah. I, I, I said a few weeks ago i remember doing this when i first got into the industry and <clears throat> did this thing called 10 minute gym and it was about getting people uh, excited about exercise and i went back and i, I did some bits with my mum and it was literally it was like 15 lunges or something and then 15 squats and and she said her legs were aching for that because yeah. you know she wasn't conditioned she, she, she wasn't used to yeah, it yeah. so and and that might i was going to bring this point up earlier actually i do think sometimes trainers um want to smash <coughs> people too much Idiots. too early they yeah. really do Idiots. and you know they, there's like kudos for how oh, made someone be sick yeah they they, they <coughs> ate Awful. for yeah you know, five days I, yeah i mean i've I, i've fallen into oh, that yeah, trap, i have as well so. and looking back now i think what an idiot yeah, especially no. now knowing well knowing a little bit of what I know now, like, again, going on to that, it's, again, people doing too much as well, too soon. So most people will get results from just doing one set <coughs> and recovering from it. If they're getting stronger in the next session, if they can come in and lift a little bit more off the back of one set, why would you change it? it means you've got more to play with as well. Yeah, exactly. Forward, yeah. Do you know what I mean? If they're coming in, if they're doing 10 kilos for eight reps week one, they do 10 kilos for 10 reps the next week, then one set is enough in order to see progress and results in the gym because the numbers are going up because you're mm. measuring something, you're going. And that's where tracking, again, is important, I think, for a newbie as well because they can see that, oh, yeah, I need I did 12 kilos last week. I've just done 14 this week and the mm. form has stayed the same and the tempo and everything else. But I think just doing one set is enough. Like, have a couple of warm-up sets, but then just do one set that you are aiming to progress each time. Don't you? There's no need. I don't feel that there's need as a beginner to do three four sets of like absolute all-out effort yeah when i think just one good set solid progress off of that and experience yeah. lots of different again it I really think depends on the person doesn't yeah, it? yeah and i think one big that we you talked about it earlier with the, the sort of lighter loads but i think it's training intensity isn't it people one big mistake people make is training is is getting the appropriate training intensity so for example as a beginner you might not need as much intensity mm. because you're trying to work on form and things form like that. perfecting them perfecting yeah. the exercises so let's just say you're working on squats and bench press and overhead press and chin-ups or whatever or lap pull downs getting good at those movements to start with mm -hmm. would be what i would focus on as a beginner yeah. um but then once you've got those movement patterns grooved in actually you do want to work intensity so you yeah. i think a lot of people come in and they do the same rep ranges so they'll do like a 10 and they'll do the same weight and they'll just come in and do the same thing over and over again yeah but it's they need you need to push that intensity exactly. otherwise you're not going to change but that's where the again that, what like you said nick that's where the tracking but comes into play yeah because yeah. then the, the, other, the other issue is if you're making it too hard for them they might get demotivated and then they might think oh no it is a, it's a it's a balance isn't it yeah to to make sure they're progressing but um it's not too challenging where you know they're not hitting their, their goals but, but i think that's that's where the as you're a beginner you're working more on movement patterns working yeah. on a few you know one good set as nick was saying yeah. a few warm-up sets so and this is where i think we, i was talking about it before i can't remember what episode it was but just saying that actually sometimes in fact it wasn't it that was it was, it was at the at the meeting when we were talking about yeah. hypertrophy and actually yeah. sometimes with beginners you might not want to be having three sets of of right in no. that rep range no, no. because actually you want to groove the patterns groove yeah. the, and you might just have one hard set and even that hard set 
you know it's that maybe they could have done. Yeah, yeah, you, you yeah, know they could have probably got twelve at the maximum, yeah. and you're only going to make them do eight. But, but you that, you that. might do that for the first four to six weeks, gradually building the weight up, so yeah. that when you get to the end of that, they can do the movement well. Um, they're confident, they trust yeah. you, and then you can start loading them up heavier. And that's where the they shouldn't then feel like it's too much because no. they've kind of built they've up to that to point. It, exactly, that yeah. sense, rather than being, if you do that right, if you do what you would have done at week six, at week one, that's when they turn around and like, like too I hard, can't walk for enough. four days. Yeah. I'm not going back in. Which is rubbish. It's just rubbish. Yeah. And I think that's where as well people. They look at programs and a big mistake that people make, especially as a beginner, is they don't have rep windows. Yep. So it just says three sets of eight. That's all it says. So if you do eight reps, well, what do I, what do, I do next? Have I got to add more weight? Like, what is it? Whereas if you're saying three sets of eight to 12, so first week you do three sets of eight at 40 kilos, and then next week you do three sets of 10 at 40 kilos, yeah. and then sets of 12 at 40 kilos, you, it gives you the confidence as a newbie to say, well, I can stick with the same weight, but as long as I'm adding some reps, then I'm gonna see I'm gonna see progress, rather than just being like it just says eight, and I don't know where to go with that. Yeah. So adding, and that's like you said there with a beginner, you build them up, build them up, increase the amount of reps they do with that same weight that they can tolerate for good form, and then once they've done twelve reps, you you can say to them, well, we ha we have to go up, and as long as you hit yeah. eight next week yeah. on a new weight then there's your progress like yeah. we've lifted more and then we'll build that up again yeah I, again. I really like that because I'll, I'll often do that yeah I'll often do exactly that and be like you know s say your rep your rep range for this exercise is six to eight reps for yeah, example that's what we're going for and then and I say to them you know once you can do three sets of eight like the upper bracket yeah. then move up the weight and yeah. then you can but then they can because uh, what I like about that is when they move up the weight, they might be then back down to sixes. Six, yeah. Yeah, but yeah. they then understand that that's fine because they'll do sixes till they can do seven, then they, till they can do eight, and then as soon as they reach that, they go back they down. Go again. Back Whereas in, yeah. If it's like right, you need to do eight, and add they weight, and then add weight, weight and they again. can't do eight, then they worry that oh, it's yeah, too heavy. Yeah, yeah, I can't, yeah, I can't do it for eight. So and it's you go too backwards, heavy for me. and you end yeah. up like yeah. being demotivated, yeah. like you said, and all that sort of stuff. Whereas if you've got that range, then you know that you can hit that until you hit hit the top of your range. Then I always say to them, as soon as you hit the top of your range, as in three sets at that eight, yeah. then then go up with the weight. Yeah. So then you should be constantly progressing because you're either progressing weight or you're progressing reps. Loads, yeah, exactly. And that's what and that's that's massive. Like I think like my little training journal, like I've been doing Romanian deadlifts. I've done the same weight for the last three weeks, but I've gone from six reps to eleven reps over across three sessions. Like it I was did six, I did eight, and then the next so I was thinking, oh, do I go up? It was a bit ropey last week, and then I smashed out eleven. Like if you're a newbie <coughs> and you're seeing that kind of progress, well, it probably feels great. Better, better progress as well because new, yeah. newbie gains are all newbie gains awesome. are great exactly. Yeah. So again, having having a structure that you can actually progress and see that as a newbie, you that makes you feel good every single time you come in the gym and you're like, I've done more than I did last week. Is here's is, a question gets you fired up. What do you think the newbie gains are like from in comparison to strength training to sort of CV work? Oh my god! You, I personally feel you'd see bigger strength gains as a newbie than you would cardiovascular gains. My gut feel is that. Definitely. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. because and that would be a great argument to to get people to do weights, so you can really sort of motivate them more and, and be like, oh my god! In the last yeah. three weeks, we've gone up by four reps and ten kilos. Yeah. Whereas on a treadmill, it's like, oh great, you've run five five mm. meters further across <laughs> ten minutes than you did a week ago, and yeah. you still feel rubbish. Whereas here. Yeah. You feel good. You feel strong. You yeah. feel like that. No, that would be my. That would be my argument on that. Definitely. 
and also okay. because to see to see progress in cardiovascular stuff nine times out of ten you've got to do stuff for quite a long time haven't you because if you do like if you did 500 meter rower and you were trying to improve like 500 meters on the rower you're gonna have to smash yourself pretty hard to yeah. see that that's grueling isn't it's gru- it yeah, it yeah. is that's horrible and, and doing eight reps of a bench press is yeah you know, it, it will it over eventually in 30 seconds or yeah, whatever but eventually it will be uh, grueling because you'll you'll get stronger more confident and it'll get to loads that are maximally effective as we spoke about it is a different feeling though isn't it pushing yourself cv wise to push yourself you know and it's to to explain that to someone that's not used to it how how would you do that how would you what do you mean in terms of like pushing yourself on a set of squats the pain if you were to go and run a well you used to run 400 meters didn't you the the pain to do a 400 meter run is horrible yeah and then but like, I mean, mate, but the, way I felt, the way I felt in the bottom of the hack squat last Wednesday as I crawled out of it was pretty similar to how yeah, I felt. No, no, I think one of the forwards. worst things I've done on weight training was German volume training, and it was I did, did it on deadlifts. This oh, was years ago. Oh. And I think I had like 110 on the bar or something. Oh and it's a minute rest. And I remember like. And you'll have done 10 tons of volume oh, I just remember literally like, 10 tons yeah. and it, I just couldn't get my breath back either like, <gasps> and then like you're back getting in. up again back you know yeah. by the time you get to big like, compound movement like oh, that 10 times with a heavy weight as well horrible yeah. brutal but yeah. then but then if you do a a set of like I say bench press 8 times you know it's still challenging right yeah oh, it's yeah. a different it is a different feeling and I think you get a different um Pound fine. Is yeah. Oh, that's new. Yeah. First time ever on the podcast. <laughs> to be fair, that, do you know what that is? My um, alarm. My phone is on silent, but it links to my oh, iPad. Yeah. Oh, yeah. to my computer. So that. it actually will go. Like, even though I, I don't actually know how I can do change that. So yeah, pound fine. But oh, guys, if you're if you're a techie out there and you use yeah, iPhones and Macs, if you yeah. know how to do that, could you yeah, send us exactly. a message in the in the comments? Um, can't remember what I was talking about now. Just talking about how hard that is to do 10 sets of 10 with a heavy weight. Yeah. Like, it's, it's diff- a very different feeling. It's a so. different feeling as well, I think, from uh, what's been interesting about this challenge, actually, it's my zone challenge, is the. I feel like you get. I feel just. I feel exhausted or I feel really tired after I do a heavy weight session, but it's a different feeling of exhaustion with cardio, isn't it? And I think mm-hmm. also. You, I think. I can understand why people like doing cardio yeah. because you get that euphoric feeling yeah, with do, cardio yeah, and you definitely. don't I don't think I don't get that with weights as much not as I still I get it agree. but it's not as not as intense I love that. it I love uh, it no, I, think I get a high I, like. I know you do but chemically I wonder like if it's different if I think it it's different there yeah, must it's be different. some studies out there I think it's different I think it must be different the whole if you went and did a session and you were doing I don't know five by five no, that's different. Um, I, I, I don't think I get the same high from 5x5 five five that you would do cardio. But uh, yeah. For me, the high is one, two all-out sets of whatever. Like, that is, that's the buzz. Yeah. Whereas 5x5, five five, you're not quite there's, there's, not on the edge, are you? There's something about, you know, getting hot and sweaty. and Yeah. It's, it's, it's very, it's, it's interesting. And that's where people, you know, get addicted to things like running. Yeah. And, mm. and that's probably why people don't, do as much weights as well because they get a better feeling well, like, out I think of, like, yeah I think people feel like they haven't done anything if they're, yeah. if they're doing you know if you've if, you, if Nick's just done a session and he's done I don't know 40 reps in the whole hour session a lot of people will think well you know what's that done to my body the problem is that a lot of people would replicate what Nick's done but they wouldn't do the same intensity so he'll, he'll come out of that session absolutely done because he's yeah, pushing I'll, every yeah. set to the absolute limit 
whereas they might do that with the same rep ranges but they would they but people generally wouldn't push the, what we we're talking about before they won't push the intensity to a high enough level to really really get that fatigue from weights because you can it's just like you know you look at crossfit they're working heavy weights done under you know in, in yeah. that conditioning way that is then getting people really out of breath etc etc doing multiple you know and i'm not saying that crossfit is a necessarily a good way to train or otherwise i think it's you know tall blah, blah blah we can maybe talk about that on another episode but um but you i think you can combine the two like a lot of the classes that we do here have a big weights element but also mm. cardio yeah but i think um i almost feel again like using those sorts of things should be done for metabolic conditioning and then if you're going to do weight in order to get stronger leaner put on mm. muscle mass then you want to do it in the way that you talked about nick in terms of hitting those numbers getting stronger and i think that's where a lot of those sorts of things people chase that feeling of that euphoria of the cardio side of things so they want to do a lighter weight numerous times yeah, so that they can get that cardio loads, yeah, element yeah. and it's actually sometimes a mistake and where you can think about well what is your actual goal because if you want to build lean tissue, muscle tissue, or you want to improve your body composition, then sometimes you you need to not chase that feeling and yeah. work more on your absolute strength. Get get, get some stronger. muscle mass. Get stronger. Yeah. Um, focus on your nutrition. And maybe um, focus more on that rather than just just calorie chasing or yeah. um, euphoria me chasing. Met chasing. Exactly. I think that's sure something that we'll uh, definitely talk about because. Yeah. Like you said, there's a bit of education that needs to be done around that. Yeah, yeah and it, it's not bad to be no. in the grey zone. No, yeah, no. And you know, being, you know, in the challenge, being in the blue and green isn't great. But actually, blue and green, if you're weight training, is it's totally fine to do. Yeah, well, you're going to be most. I mean, they're like that's that's the thing. Like my zone and weight training. If you're, I feel, if you're doing weight training properly, better, I mean, movement depending, but really, it should be blue, 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 start your set, builds up. You're failing, getting to the point where you can't do more, just in clipping that red zone, and then when that happens, boom, you're done, you come back down. Exactly. So your readouts might be blues and greens and stuff, but really, when you actually look at it live feed, there's going to be loads of little spikes of red and yellow from um, your effort, the effort sets that you do where you take it up there and... And go, and that is the that is the thing. Right, right. So, what was, uh, so, sorry, I, I just nearly threw up. Right, change, um, change of pace. Change of pace. <laughs> yeah. We're coming to an end now. Yeah, we've, done, we've, done, we've too done much. Yeah, sorry, so guys. one of my clients, Adrian, very kindly bought these um, bean boozled uh, jelly babies in uh, jelly beans. Sorry. Um, so what are the flavours? No, so well, basically, you've got a look, choice. There's, look, there's three brown ones. Honestly, here. smell let's, the bag. No, no, let's do these three just, brown ones. Right, Adrian, you pick one of those. Okay, that so does not smell nice. So all. basically, Chris, Chris Lenny, you you take one of these brown ones. They they're either we've either got, got cola, no oh. chocolate pudding, which you don't oh, like anyway. No, I'm not going to be able to do or it. Or canned dog food flavour. So basically, it's I'm I'm going to declare myself. Oh no, you go because right. it might be I canned dog food. Yeah, but I, oh. yeah, but it's the same for us. Oh, come on, <laughs> come on, let's drink. do it. Where right, are we going? Right, go. Oh. I mean, mine's definitely canned dog food. Oh, mine is. Oh, it's absolutely disgusting. Right, what was the on. other option of that? Chocolate um, pudding. Oh, it's oh, not chocolate that bag. pudding. Oh my god, it smells like cheese. It's it smells horrible. like cheese. So isn't you've it? got like that was disgusting. Tutti fruity or stinky socks. What colour is that? You know what's even more disappointing? Oh. Is that I love sweets, 
and that's I love and I love jelly babies or the like these jelly beans. I love these jelly beans when you get the nice flavors. This is like this is like my this worst nightmare. Like roulette. Go on, let's so get, the, let's the, get the this color out. Go on then, let's go quickly. So oh, what? On, so, so we get I a green, green one. Some of the bad, some of the other bad flavors are dead fish, skunk spray, oh, um, moldy cheese, right. bath. I reckon let's get a green yeah. one down and then green. we'll call the podcast so, today because this is um, going to be. Well, there's uh, either green. lime. I reckon this is either lime or lawn chippings. Or it could be juicy pear or booger. <laughs> no, I think I think that's the light green Go one. On I'm gone. Mine doesn't taste too bad, actually. Actually, I've got lawn. I think mine's got, lawn I think mine's lawn chippings. Not bad at all. No, it's not. It's quite I don't think mine's lime, but it's organic not organic mm. feeling. Like one of those wheatgrass shots. Yeah, yeah that was neither. Bad. Yeah, no, that's, that was that's, right. That's not too bad. That was neither good nor bad. Anyway, if anyone wants more of these, what are they called? Bean boozled. Yeah. Let's go with these yellow ones. One more. One more. Last one. one. On there, last last one. one. Yellow ones. What's the yellow one? Oh no! This is a bad one. It's either rotten egg or buttered popcorn. Oh, I'm pretty sure mine's rotten egg. I'm just <laughs> <smelling>. <laughs> I'm just I mean, mine. I mean, I'm going. Mine's definitely rotten egg. Yeah, mine is. That's absolutely rank. I think I've got buttered popcorn. I don't think it's egg. I've got to be honest. It's not like. It's not I've been enjoyable. a bit disappointed actually. It's not as like disgusting as I thought. Right, on, on that, that. Yeah, on um, that note. On that rotten egg note. Uh, on that rotten egg note. <laughs> um, Beginners, yeah. speak to somebody. Yeah. Don't do 15 reps. Progress, track. Don't don't set the bar too high, but do set a bar probably. Yeah. Don't set it too low. Yeah. yeah. Pro- focus on the like process goals, not yeah. necessarily the outcome goals. Yeah. Have fun. Yeah, have fun with it. And, and if you've got any questions, then you know where we are. Up. Uh, have a diet that's exclusively rotten egg (laughs) (laughs) bean boozled jelly beans (laughs) cool alright guys see you later see you later guys